0: Hello and welcome back to Pops in a Pod. So, Peter, today will be our first guest on Pops in a Pod.
1: Yeah, man, I was really excited uh, when I got a response uh, from him. Uh, None other than Bombay's very own Warren Mendonca, the legendary guitarist among our circle. Yeah, man, it was really great to see Warren in a kind of different light. And he is so sweet just to talk to us about his daughter, his music. I can go on and on.
0: Yeah, I think uh, we should go on and on. And let's just go straight in with Warren.
1: All right, Nader. So I'd like to welcome our first guest on Pops in a Pod. You might know him from a small band in Bombay called Zero, but more recently from his latest act called Black Shad Blues. I'd like to welcome Warren Mendonca to Pops it's in a Thanks, pleasure to be here.
0: You know, Warren, I've been following you since college, since the i-rock days that used to happen at Rang Bhavan. And I, I only knew you because I wasn't much into the whole Indian rock scene. And, you know, back then, I think the relationship that maybe we had was you were the musician, I was a spectator I mm-hmm. expecting to follow you wherever you went. And today, I think we are on uh, a more even plane where both of us are parents. Yep. You're a dad to a three-year-old. So am I. And I'm just so happy to have you here on our podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. You
1: know, Warren, you released uh, your latest album, your fifth one, uh, When It's Time. Mm-hmm. And um, when I heard it, I knew we had to get you as a guest. So congratulations on the release and Thanks, the success ma'am. of it. Thank you. Um, we'll get into the album in a bit. But just to warm things up slightly, uh, you've been in bands since you were a teenager and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And there's always... An analogy made about how being in a band is very similar to being married. Yep. So, would you agree with it?
2: And yep, in the sense that you always are a, a, a part of something that's that's bigger than you, and there are compromises that have to be made. And also, sometimes whatever you do is augmented by the other people, and then you end up with something even better than you even thought would be possible. Uh, in that sense, yeah. But let me say that marriage is something. <laughs> like, on another level altogether
1: <laughs> but but does being in a band prepare you to be married
2: no nothing can ever prepare you
1: yeah. for that <laughs> <laughs> so let's come into you know when it's time mm-hmm. uh, from the first song itself you have your daughter there and um, she's been an inspiration for your music mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for this album and also the last analog yeah. just tell us a bit about how as a musician it kind of changed your view how you kind of work towards the album?
2: Uh, well, in those, the the previous album, the last analog generation, uh, the the very fact that she was born in a time where technology has kind of almost taken over our lives, I realized that she would be having a very different childhood to what we experienced, and that was pretty much the theme of the whole album. Like how my generation was the last analog one, and then digital kind of almost took over every aspect of our lives uh, with. The most recent one, When It's Time, uh, the album is pretty much a res- retrospective look of the last 40 years because I turned 40 on the day of release. And um, we're looking at like five-year five, five year chunks per song. So the first song is basically coming into the world and I, need it. I thought it would be cool to have a kid's voice and she was around, so like, please, <laughs> do the needful. <laughs> and um, there is a song called uh, Little Castles. That's pretty much about like the you know, like the fears and insecurities you have as a parent and also like the unexpected rewards. And um, there's an interesting story while we were, uh, while I was recording that song. It's pretty much just uh, a couple of guitars. I thought it needed some percussion. Now she has a cajon as a toy that I thought it'll be cool to add. So I put up a mic all in my living room, put up a mic, got it uh, recording. And it was, uh, while I was recording it, she comes out and she sees, that's using my toy. <laughs> and then she proceeds to have a little fit right there. And there's one point where the guitar stops and you can hear her just wail <laughs> over it. Uh, so I'm going to leave that in. That's perfect. Because the song's pretty much about her. So, yeah, yeah right. there you go. Uh,
0: so, Warren, um, when when you're recording music, um, there are multiple forms of music that you produce. So mm-hmm. whether that's commercial music, um, Bollywood, or whatever it is. Um, so, when you, when you're making that kind of music, does Warren, the musician, sort of, stay there or then do you also seek inspiration from your daughter or your personal life depending
2: on the kind of work that you do? Well, just being a parent, your perspective changes obviously. Now, there's a lot of things that she takes in and processes in a way that's very different to what I'm accustomed to doing and that's kind of almost a revelation at times, just seeing how she deals with things. Now with regards to how things inspire me, it's usually very subconscious. So I don't really have a specific, you know, uh, instance of how it's going uh, to affect what I do, but just having her around obviously is is seeping into whatever I'm doing. So do you do you see,
0: uh, or rather, did, did you notice a change in your music
2: stylistically speaking before your daughter and after? Um, I I think with just the passage of time, my. Uh, Whatever I do musically is evolving. So I'm sure whatever, you know, just be, being around her has gone into it. But I, I don't think it's a conscious thing, to be honest. Because, like, I mean, you, you don't say, okay, I'm, I'm going ri- to write a song and this is about being a dad. You know, it's kind of just gone into it and you know it, I, I tend to like rely on my subconscious a little bit more than ha- doing things premeditatedly. Sometimes I will have to apply my knowledge of theory or technically about sound or whatever to make sure that the song happens the way I want it to be. But the very inception of that creative idea is it's almost like you're a antenna and you're like catching reception from somewhere else and then you're trying to put it out without putting, uh, without like putting too much of her ego into it. Yeah. I wow. would say, okay. you know what I mean.
0: I, I think when when
2: when Nia grows up
0: and when she listens to this interview, she would be she would not feel too good because she would be like, I was your inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> you should have told her I am your inspiration. I'm sure she
2: is. You know, <laughs>
0: it's but
1: but let's cut to the chase. I I know this is where Nadir was going also. Yeah. Are we going to see
2: a Warren Mendonca kids album? I've I've thought about it because uh. There's this album called Bedtime with the Beatles, and it's done by this guy called Jason Faulkner, who's a very accomplished musician, and he's done it very beautifully. So, in case any parents want to like try this out, just put it on uh, around bedtime, and it's all Beatles songs done lullaby. Oh wow! It's pretty awesome. I mean, it's something you can enjoy as well. It's but not I like it's only for kids, but it's. I mean, the melodies are strong enough. They're Beatles songs, so yeah.
1: And and yeah. that that's I think that's one of the beautiful things about the Beatles. Yep. Um, One of the things uh, my mom and I had in common Mm -hmm. were the Beatles. And my mom told me about stories of her being a teenager, walking instead of taking a bus, saving that money, which was a few rupees, and buying Beatles vinyl. And that's one of my most prized possessions of my mom, the Beatles vinyl. She handed it on to you. And uh, yeah, I still remember the first time my mom heard me Mm. listening to the Beatles, she was like... You guys listen to the Beatles still? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's great music. And yeah. then, you know, we'd sit together, listen to the music. And um, that's definitely something I want to pass on to my son. He's still there. I mean, yeah. it's it's a bit of a tussle between the music he listens to at daycare and play school and what he listens to at home. <laughs> but I'm sure it's the same with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, my,
2: my dad was a huge Beatles fan. So that got passed on to me. And I think b- between the ages of 8 and 13 or 14... That's all I listened to. It's, I didn't want to listen to anything else. So like the, like every single album, every single like you can hear the song ending. And I know what song is going to come next. It's, it's wow. gone to that point. Wow. And so I said, okay, at some point it'll be cool to introduce Nia to it. So, I. Put on, because now there's tons of videos on YouTube. We never had all that. You oh, had yeah. to wait for classic MTV to come <laughs> on like one hour in the week or something yeah. like that. But anyway, so now she digs the clean-shaven Beatles oh. in, the, in their younger days. And the moment the facial hair appears, these are not the Beatles. These, these are some other guys. <laughs> 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 so it's all the you know the early years that she loves. And uh, I stumbled upon this show called Beat Bugs on Netflix. Oh wow! And they do uh, every episode is based on a Beatles song, so they kind of in and all the dodgy lyrics have taken out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> P- PG. <Yeah. laughs> no, it's anyway, like so you. <laughs> it's pretty cool, but the, the the downside is now she thinks the Beat Bugs have written all these <laughs> songs.
0: <laughs> you know, so I, I um, f- with my daughter, it's it's a little different. Because when she goes to play playgroup, she listens to all these English nursery rhymes mm-hmm. and, you know, these little kids songs. And she gets it, like, she gets it like that. But at home, she's listening to Tera Gata and she's listening to all these <laughs> hardcore Bollywood Because my, my wife loves it. Like, yeah. so even, if, even when we are traveling by car, the radios on, uh, you know, and we're we listening to Bollywood music. And I'm trying so hard to introduce her to Beatles, some more softer yeah. music. And it's just, you know, like, hmm, there's something not happening right now.
1: Nadir, let me interject here. It's your wife. You will never win.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. I know but you know this is all about equal parenting <laughs> come on i mean i have a say too in this so i mean do you do you feel that you know probably with your influence as a musician she's going to pick up something that
2: might not necessarily go with your sensibilities well at some point she is going to obviously have her own musical taste like my dad was never a big pink floyd fan he thought the songs oh, took wow. t- t- he thought the songs took too long to start <laughs> so <laughs> he wasn't into like Beatles and Cross Pieces and you know, yeah, exactly. They I mean, do, they, they, do. they had good hooks, yeah. the songs were nice and concise, but like these long ass songs, he wasn't into it. So I got him that Pulse CD. He was like, well, Why are you listening to this? I said, oh, I like it. <laughs> so at some point, she's gonna have her own taste. But the, you know, the good thing about kids is that they, they don't care about what is cool and what is not and this is like beneath us or whatever Oh yeah. as long as it's got a groove as long as it's got a good melody they are onto it
0: that's why baby shark really comes into like everyone's psyche at this point in time every kid is nuts about this song and you know the beauty is they just make up their own lyrics yeah they, they just make up their own stuff
2: and make up their own hand actions also anything they just
0: keep doing <laughs> anything and i think that's what i really like and there's another song um, uh, the, the family finger finger, finger, family, family. finger family finger mommy family. finger so daddy finger yeah yeah, that, yeah yeah it's gone to some other space yep. she will introduce the security guard in oh. my building she will introduce <laughs> her you know the, the help that we have in yeah. our house she will introduce everyone and then it's gone from colors to remote control to <laughs> AC remote it's beautiful the creativity is just the phenomenal Is phenomenal exactly is like and you don't want and to like control that you right? don't want it's to. just fantastic it's it Free.
2: <laughs> as long as they're not doing physical harm to themselves it's all okay
1: <laughs> no, I, I think and I think for me also that's one of the beautiful <laughs> things about music till date yep. is that uh, say for example when you're listening to your album, mm-hmm. close
2: your eyes, you're in a complete different space. Yep, and
1: it's open to interpretation.
2: Like that's the best part about it because even lyrics, when you're yeah. writing, you don't want to ri- write make the lyrics so specific that it's only about your experience. You want to keep it a little bit open enough so everyone can apply their own meaning to it. And sometimes when when you find out like this is what they were actually yeah. talking about it's almost like a little bit of a letdown. like oh <laughs> i thought it was about this or it's like when you you, know, you, you read a book and you watch the movie yeah, and the movie's exactly. like really specific was yeah. th- and I, I didn't i imagined it in a, in a different way but that's the beauty about it you know like everyone applies their own um, interpretation to it
0: so um i i play the guitar mm-hmm. but not as good as you obviously <laughs> <laughs> but I have now started using the instrument for my daughter, so that she gets to know that you know, okay, this is maybe how music is made in one form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all she does is just bangs the guitar, right? She's just like going vigorously at, yep. at, at the strings. Do you do you also see that introducing musical instruments to children at a young age is important, not yeah. just from a music I mean sense every, but creativity?
2: Every every single study has proven that it's beneficial for like their brain de- development. And there's also some studies like even when they're in the in the mom's stomach you yeah. play them you know music and all, it's kind of good for them uh, this guy called rick beato on youtube check him out he's got a couple of videos about exposing kids to music and he's got a kid who's got like perfect pitch like he'll hear like a complex chord and tell you every single note in that because he's been like exposing him to oh, wow i mean i'm i'm guessing not every kid is gonna <laughs> end up that way but like even if he's just banging on it, if you tune the guitar to an open chord, you know, at least it's easy on your own ears. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a handy... Yeah. That's a great
0: <laughs> suggestion. I am going to use just that. tune it to open E and let her go <laughs> for it. <laughs> my 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 mother-in-law got her a ukulele because she thought it was a smaller guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like hmm it's still a musical instrument yep. let me try and play that like, oh, and then you know my daughter comes in like Mira guitar my guitar let me play and then she goes same thing dang, dang,
2: dang, and she goes, like, goes completely nuts about it I call her like a uh, six string ukulele you know so th- as and when she manages to figure it out because like, her hands are small obviously by the time she's four or something yeah, because whatever she learns on that she can apply to the that's to the right, guitar that's
0: right.
2: so I mean uh, she's also got a little keyboard but she very quickly discovered that if she presses one button the keyboard will play a song on its own (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to do anything (laughs) so that has been kept away now you play this and you have to do something about it technology is good but technology is bad as well. but do you you see
0: mentoring her if at all
2: Uh, if she herself shows interest in it I'm more than happy to teach her everything I know and uh, if not then if she wants to play tennis for example then she'll have my support for that it's just I don't want to force her to do it because like I I know when my dad uh, said okay now you're playing guitar because I picked it up when I was five I was very early oh wow yeah I mean from five to fifteen I didn't do much with it I just knew my basic chords I could play along with Beatles songs and I think while I was getting out of school that's when I showed like further interest in it but like say when I was eight or something like that they sent me to piano class I didn't like that at all. So I was like, please, can I stop that? Okay, they were good enough. Then they said, okay, then why don't you learn classical guitar? So I had a a tutor come over for a couple of lessons. And again, he was making me read from a book. Now, obviously, at that time, it was thought that, okay, this is the most efficient way to make the kid learn. But for me, it seemed like school. I was like, this guitar is like the one thing that is fun for me. and And it's not like, you know, regimented learning. Right. So, It didn't vibe with me at all. So they were cool enough with that. They said, okay, then you take these Beatles cassettes and, you know, whatever you want. You're on your own. The best education. Yeah, I mean, mean, till now, at least I still see music in that open way and not like, because people still, sometimes they ask me, oh, should I be learning scales? And I'm like, yeah, you need to learn everything you can about it. But look, when you're speaking to me, you're not thinking about your grammar. You're not thinking about noun, adverb, pronoun and all. Though, if I were to write that down on a piece of paper and give it to you, you'd be able to read it and you'd be able to tell me what the basic grammatical construction is. But when you're speaking, that is not at all the the focus of what you're telling me. You're telling me a story. You're, you're, You're translating thoughts into words and communicating with me. Now, that's the main thing about music, at least for me, is the communication.
1: No, no, and, and I think that comes across very well in your music. It's the emotion that you feel when yeah. you hear that song. Whether right? it's
2: emotion, thought, or whatever, as long as you're communicating an idea across and building on that idea and taking people somewhere, that's yeah. to me, that that is what the best part about music is. So as if she gets in, into something like that, I'm more than happy to you know help her out. Though I don't ever want her to be like, you have to do this, you have to take over the family business or no, whatever.
0: Nothing <laughs> so like that. that <laughs> nah.
2: my, my mom used to tell me like, see, it doesn't matter what you become. Maybe you want to become a sweeper, you just become the best sweeper you can. You know, and that that's something that stuck with me. That's uh, uh, <laughs> a
1: great No, that's a great attitude to have yep. uh, there. Just want to come uh, a bit to an interview that you did recently where you talked about you know, losing the black strat, mm-hmm. uh, your main, your first guitar. Yep. And how post-becoming a parent, that kind of changed your view on it where you were feeling less materialistic. Mm-hmm. Has there been any other aspects in your life that have kind of changed or you've viewed differently post-becoming a parent?
2: Yeah, I mean, see, the thing is, before you have a kid, there are so many possibilities, <coughs> sorry, You you see from life, like I could do this, I could do that, I could do this. Now, the moment you have a kid, it's almost like, you you know, a a large part of your basic existence is just focused on making sure the the kid has a good life, a good upbringing and becomes like a good person when when she grows up. So in that sense, it kind of simplifies things in a way because it it refocuses your priorities, you know, very... uh, very linearly along a certain line it's like uh, everything you do to an extent you think okay is it gonna be good for her or not you know so in that sense it it kind of simplifies your life also puts a lot of things into into perspective
1: no and i I completely agree with you because nadir and i have spoken on this about this earlier on Mm -hmm. the podcast but for me uh, post becoming a dad every decision i took Mm -hmm. kind of made me think okay Will I be able to justify this decision uh, 18 or 10 years down, from the now, line, yeah. down the line? will? Of course, there b- certain things my son's going to look back, like probably my long head pictures and stuff yeah. like that and be embarrassed. Like, Dad, you had long hair. Yeah. But And that's when I won't be able to stop him from having long <laughs> hair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's quite interesting just uh, how becoming a parent kind of Complete, it's like you're wearing a new set of su- uh, Glasses, spectacles, yeah. right? Where you're thinking of all your decisions, and maybe sometimes it
0: makes it a little easier for you, like you said, simple. Yep. Not necessarily easier,
2: just sim- simplifies it. <laughs> yeah.
0: When you um, became a dad, um, did you see your life getting a little more um, planned? Like, did you have? Did you go from okay? Impulse to, let me think about it some more.
2: Well, it's, I've never really been good at long-term planning in that sense. But, like, I I know when to curtail the impulses, you know, just, okay, if I don't do this today, I'll have a little bit left for, you know, three weeks down the line. So, in that sense, I, I had that going already. But, uh, like I said, I mean, they all, you're always thinking about you know will she have enough and if anything happens to me is she gonna be okay you know you always have those those fears and things at the back of your head so i mean you obviously <coughs> try to plan for all uh, uh, possibilities but obviously now you you can't have everything if single thing factored in so there's a certain amount of winging it that that uh, creeps into it and sometimes i think you have to do that you just have to like you know take it as it comes and I mean, I shouldn't be the one giving advice, but at least for me, <laughs> it, it seems to work in that sense. Because you never really know what the, how she's going to turn out, you know? Correct. Is she, right. she going to be like a peaceful kid and then later have uh, troubles <laughs> later? Or is she going to get all that musty over now and then, you know, be a well-adjusted adult later? On? I don't, don't know how it's going to turn out. But, I mean, you, you can only hope. But
0: is it safe to assume that this, this thought process that you spoke of got amplified after you became a parent?
2: With with regards to the planning?
0: With regards to planning, with regards yeah, to introspecting, with...
2: Yeah, yeah. That's all, all, I mean, and obviously like the, the people who have gone through the same process also try to give you advice, you know, you need to have this much <laughs> saved up for when <laughs> she gets to college and um, like, <laughs> the funny thing that happened is like, uh, just before she was born, uh, I was like, okay, this is like the last time i want to spend like a big chunk on some gear. And uh, I, I was on tour in the states, and there was like an amp that I'd been wanting, like for the, like say, ever since I started playing guitar. Right? I was like, okay, this is the, the last <laughs> time I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna put that money down on this, and I bought it. And like a couple of weeks after I bought it, they stopped making that amp, and now oh, it's wow. become collectible. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so so it's, it's become an investment.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and there's probably a college fund. <laughs> I hope I hope it still
2: keeps going up now. <laughs>
0: Let's hope it doesn't just come back if she ends up going to some, you know, Bombay (laughs) college and like, (laughs) I could have got that (laughs) amp, man.
1: (laughs) But uh, just coming back to your life as a musician, Mm -hmm. uh, you're also a touring musician. Yep. Uh, How do you kind of maintain, so I have two questions on this. First is how do you kind of maintain that balance between... Being a touring musician and a dad. Very reluctantly.
2: Because <laughs> 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 like ev- every time I go, she knows, okay, he's, he's going to go. Uh, and the thing is like every time I put on my, my jeans, she doesn't know where I'm going for half an hour or for a couple of days. But the good thing about me is like I'm never gone for like months at a time. You know, I mean like I, there are musicians that when, when you say you're going on tour, you actually are going on tour. Yeah. You know, as opposed to us, we go out on the weekend and we're back on Monday. And Monday becomes our Sunday. <laughs> so, th- when I'm home, I try to spend as much time as I can. Like, at least, you know, like, quality time with her. And we uh, I mean go out to the beach or to a park or something like that. Or we're just chilling at home, listening to music. She's also, like, like she wants to see the, the visual aspect of the music as well. So, now, like, she loves watching, like, ACDC concert videos and stuff. Oh, nice. nice. Like that live at River Plate or something. That's like now Thunderstruck is the the new jam. And before that, it was uh, Iron Maiden, Aces High. So that used to be a going to bed song. Like, okay, I'm getting ready to go to bed. So play Aces High and then I have to like carry on, make other aeroplane and go like, we to the bear then she was cool that's so it I'm gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't care whether they like it or they don't I'm gonna no, show she, it she <laughs> loves it <laughs> you
0: know, the so, so, thing. I so I, I must
1: add at this point my son hasn't watched any Iron Manian videos yet but his high pitch is competing Bruce with Nicholson. Bruce Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so I'm a little afraid of what will happen if I actually interview goes there <laughs> <laughs> make you listen to like uh, what's that guy uh, uh, Tom yeah. Jones or something like that. <laughs> Low bar- Barry White <laughs>
0: So, I have another parallel mm-hmm. uh, to music. So, um, as I said, when my daughter's three and we we don't mind her watching stuff uh, on the mobile or the laptop mm-hmm. uh, as long as there's some adult uh, around sure. her. Yeah. Correct. But recently, my wife introduced, um, you know, the old school Ugly Duckling animated, right. uh, you know, episode or short film to her. And halfway through, she just mm-hmm. dropped her, and she went and she went running to my uh, wife, and she hugged her, and <laughs> she was so upset because there's a point in Ugly Ruckling where, you know, the, the siblings and the other little creatures they kind of shun her. Mm-hmm, one of those, yeah. and she's like, "What happened?" She's like, "Oh, she can't <laughs> fly, she can't <laughs> do everything.
2: Like, you got really affected by it. Yeah, well. she yeah. really
0: did. And then that's when we realized that okay, you know, maybe she hasn't reached that age. Mm-hmm to get exposed to something like that. So we stick to the regular Peppas and the nursery rhymes yep. and, you know, things like that. So do you do you feel musically also that, you know, uh, I, I know you told me about the grooves and, you know, the rhythm is yep. what they follow, but uh, maybe as uh, time passes and as she gets older, you you would want to introduce different types of music to her or is it
2: okay at, th- at this age? I mean, I, I don't really s- see a point in curtailing or, I mean, as long as you're not playing them Get in the Ring by Guns N' Roses or something yeah. like that, it's okay, <laughs> but... Uh, like for for her right now, like there are certain songs th- that she she tells me like this is a sad song, and it's not necessarily a sad song. It's just go, it's yeah. just not like boom 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 yeah, bombing. Yeah. Yeah. But she, like, she gets really she came for practice when we were doing the title song from the album, and she just started bawling. She's saying, like, wow. "Mama, this is very sad song," and she had to go home. Oh <laughs> so God. it like, really affected her. So at times it just comes out, you know, you know, like where is this coming from? I have like no idea what this is about and uh, but basically it it's unfiltered right? yeah also? it's it's totally like you don't know what's like you know how she's dealing with it or whatever yeah. uh, but sometimes you're like asking her like why is this a sad song you know this song very sad song so oh wow. you know who knows but uh, again it's like it's it's amazing how they just react to it you know in a certain way because like it's like almost completely a, a, a fresh perspective yeah
1: coming back to my earlier question how do you m- maintain that balance now as a on from a creative uh, angle
2: oh uh, I mean I've never really been timetable driven in that sense like okay now I'm gonna write a song when it comes it comes and then you just better be ready it's like catching radio reception you know mm-hmm. it's it's only there for at uh, th- that time so uh, I try to just even uh, on the phone or something make a little snippet of a recording so later on I can Go back to it and say, okay, this is kind of what what, what I was going for at that time, and then develop it as and when I I got time. But like right now, at, at least at home in the living room, I've got a completely silent setup, so I can work on headphones even while she's sleeping. Okay. You know, I mean a lot of the I mean most of the guitar parts on the last album were, were recorded at that time while she was sleeping on headphones luckily, uh, technology has come to a point where I can get good songs. Otherwise, like, back in the day, you had to have <laughs> your, you know, your volume in order to, to capture yeah, it. Yeah. Now it's kind of like I can I can get away with doing it on headphones.
1: Wow. But, but I'm sure for your daughter, it'll be like a great way to look back at her childhood when she realizes that, you know, yeah, all I mean of this was done.
2: I, I hope because even all these songs w- which I'm writing, obviously, are going to hopefully be around after I'm gone. So at least it's, Hopefully, something that she can be proud of, you know, like, this is what my dad did or whatever. Even if she doesn't like it, I hope <laughs> she understands what went into it.
0: <laughs> when, when you're at home, mm-hmm. um, what are the responsibilities that you normally take up as a parent?
2: Oh, that's a good one. Uh, it, it depends if we have help at that time or not. Because if we don't, then obviously it's obviously all, all hands on board. Yeah. That sort of thing. Or if we are traveling just alone with her. Uh, and I think from the uh, early days, my wife was in charge of feeding her. Like, she handled the input and I handled the output. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a great <laughs> way of putting <laughs> it. So, I mean, I, I've always, always been Always a musician. I've always <laughs> been comfortable <laughs> with, with that, you know. It doesn't, like, freak me out or anything like that. But for some reason, feeding her is, like, you know... I don't know why. It just, I still get a little bit like, oh, you know, a bit antsy about it. So as long as that part's handled, I'm, I'm cool with everything else. I don't know, it's probably like just you try to put it in and it comes out with d- twice the force or something.
0: <laughs> you know, every parent has a unique uh, distraction method when it comes to feeding. Do you guys yeah. have something like that? Yeah, iPad.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh wow! <laughs> Even on
2: on long flights, especially the one to New Zealand, you better make sure your iPad is like crammed with all her favorite. Oh yeah, I videos think, and I think Warren, we're gonna uh, get you
1: especially for our travel episode because <laughs> I, you you've done New Zealand, I did Australia
0: yeah. <laughs> earlier this year.
2: One one bit of advice: <laughs> do not let them play at the ball pit in the airport. They're gonna get sick.
0: I, I agree though, though she loves it yeah. And that's the only thing She remembers from the airport <laughs> And the fact that <laughs> If I get to sit in a plane I get to watch TV Yeah That's her that, That's her association With, with airlines Like yeah. Oh we We're going by plane Why? So that I can watch TV <laughs> Because we don't We don't give her that, minor, that much screen time The only time she gets a screen is When my mum is tying her hair mm-hmm. uh, And that's the 10 minutes That golden period of her And she's just waiting For us to go to office she's like Papa? Office? <laughs> office? <laughs> <laughs> Mama, office? (laughs) Initially, you're like, why does she want us to leave? That's when you realize that my mom gives her the phone Uh, so that she can watch all her (laughs) babas and nursery And And it's crazy. Like, the association is just so beautiful when it comes to that.
1: So, I know, Warren, we've kind of talked about a lot about, you know, the music, how your daughter will kind of view the music uh, in there. And now, this is like a crystal ball kind of question. But do you see yourself evolving as a parent or your changing as a parent in the coming years and
2: how uh, i would say i ho- hope i'm able to adapt because things can change very quickly you know just with their development because especially in the last year it's like like their brain growth sees like this dramatic spike and then you have to be really careful about like the things you say and oh, yeah. how you how you act and stuff. So. so in that sense at least i hope i'll be able to change my life enough to be a, a good example for her in that sense to a a certain extent and like uh, you know she she, I can like even your basic dealings with people you know you just have to be mindful about that and just try to be like the best person you can just so she has something to to look at that. It's it's really hard at times here because sometimes you, you just wanna lose it and, you know, blow off some steam but you are like, no, she's looking so I can't <laughs> do that sort of thing. So like the the ability to adapt I think is essential because like things are gonna just come I I mean she's gonna turn three this year, right? So I mean in November. So things are just gonna come like at an alarming pace and I have to just be prepared for that. You'll be able to like suddenly face the fast bowlers or whatever
0: (laughs) that's a very interesting perspective I'm going to ask you a very politically incorrect question Mm -hmm. now. who is your daughter's favorite you or your wife oh
2: I, I think she if if either one of us had to go I think it'll probably she'll miss mommy more in that sense because she's kind of accustomed to the fact that dad travels you know what I mean I'm not that like at home nine to five dad all the time so so it's a simple virtue of absence that yeah though at times like like i'll tell you something she's scared of my wife more than she's scared <laughs> of me i think right i think all kids are right yeah
1: i don't but know it's kind of weird with my son it, it just depends on when like because he, he knows exactly and it, you know people warn you about the terrible twos yeah but nobody warns you about that at this age they are figuring out exactly who to get from what. Yeah. They've already figured that out.
2: Nobody wants you. Stuff. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like she's a very shrewd politician in, in a way. Yeah.
0: It's suddenly somehow all the kids when they hit that age, somehow it's like a virus that everyone gets it and they just know exactly what yeah. to do. Like in, in, in our case, so uh, there's a point where if she's with my wife, and if my wife is getting frustrated with her, suddenly she's like, there can you please mm. tell her? Blah, and I'll scream from the other room. Yeah, stop. Blah blah, right? <laughs> <laughs> the reverse yep.
2: is when I'm with her and I'm like, can you please tell her something? And
0: my wife will scream from the other room. And at some point, my daughter's like, Wait a minute. Yeah. I see what's happening. Nobody has any kind of hold on me. Let yeah. me try something. Let, let me so push as many
2: buttons as I can. Yeah, yeah, and you can see it in their eyes. Yeah. I said, oh, she's thinking this yeah, is yeah, dangerous. Yesterday she comes in, I mean, now testing out some gear. She comes out, "Baba, you're playing too loud.
0: You wow.
2: <laughs> and she's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like with a- absolutely no fear. <laughs> nothing like this. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm like, hello. <laughs> this is what puts food on your table. <laughs> a little bit of respect over here. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. So, I I think it's been great talking to you, Warren. Just um, man. Blast. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah,
0: no, no problem. Warren, before we wrap up, I won't... You know, we, we tend to ask this to you know, most of our guests. Um, will you stick to one kid or will you try for another one? For the time being, yes.
2: Uh, my brother's just become a dad for the second time. He's got two girls. <laughs> so, good on him, but um, <laughs> I'm gonna like wait and see what happens to one <laughs> before we <laughs> <laughs> or introduce another one into the into the formula. And also, just a disclaimer, take whatever I've said the all my advice with a pinch of salt <laughs> and don't <laughs> yell at me if anything <laughs> happens. <laughs> Use right. it at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
1: So, on that note, uh, thanks a lot, Warren. It's my been, pleasure, uh, man. Thank you, great guys. Great chatting with you uh, from a completely different perspective this time. Yeah. Not about music. But I mean, we did talk about
0: music but <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was cool. Thank you so much, Warren. It was so much fun to get another dad's perspective. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I think the world should know that the dad's also doing their bit. Yeah. And we start from you. So, great going, man. <laughs> All the best. And Thank you so we much. hope to meet again. Thank Absolutely. you so much. See us. Wow, man. It was
1: such a cool conversation. Don't you think so?
0: Yeah, first guest and, you know, our very own Mumbai-bred Warren and you would assume right that Warren would be uh, a little more uh, emphatic about the whole musical thing but it was so sweet for him to be that father figure who kind of came out and he spoke about his daughter and balanced it so well with his music and his work. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And if you haven't
1: already, do check out the last two Stride Blues albums, When It's Time and also Last Analog Generation which as you heard earlier in the conversation was kind of inspired by Warren's daughter. So, that's all from us for this time.
0: If you have any thoughts, any feedback for us, do write in at popsinapod at gmail.com or you can search for Popsinapod on Facebook or Instagram and follow us and drop a cool message for us. Until next time, here's Peter Pop. And this is Nadir Pop. See you next week. Thanks for listening.